We all have our role to play. There are machines in this world, but not like us. You and I have no mother, no father. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Luck It All podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Welcome back, everyone. It's been, if you haven't listened to any of the podcasts since the last season two uh, reviews about a year and a half ago, it's been quite a while. Like I said, it's been um, almost two years in July, and it's been quite a ride with regards to how the podcast has come along. If you haven't listened to any of the podcasts since then, please go back and check out all of the rest of the podcasts. We're on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Instagram. We're on all the social medias. Check out the links for all of that. Um, if you want the podcast early, then be sure to go on uh, YouTube and subscribe Lucky Doll Podcast. And um, yeah, thank you for joining us. If you were brand new and um, old and returning viewers, thank y'all for coming coming back for the ride and the journey. I just want to be honest right off the top of my head. This is um, this is one of those shows that I'm bound to get things wrong when I'm uh, covering it. It's just one of those extremely detailed shows that require multiple views. It requires multiple outlets of interpretation and predictions and uh, with regards to just uh, tackling this, it, it's it's kind of a big feature to tackle. It's it's kind of in the realm of uh, having to do homework on on the side of it. So, uh, you know, give uh, give me just a little bit of a break on on that because I'm not trying to go too in depth with this and leave this podcast to be more opinionated and not so much. Uh, fact-based oriented so if we get like one or two facts wrong here or there you know um you know don't go too hard on me on the down votes please you know stick with us i'll be sure to try to update with the comments and of course the listener support you know hey his name's uh johnny b smith or something like that you know not not Danny B or something, you know, if I get the names wrong or the places or from mispronouncing stuff, you know, feel free to let me know in the comments. Um, I'm trying to have this podcast as open source as possible. So that way I can take your feedback and bring it back, uh, to you and, uh, help regurgitate, uh, right and processed facts. Like we're not trying to spread misinformation at all. Um, and if anything is wrong off the top, obviously check the show notes, check the uh, comments. We probably already fixed it or go on to the head on to the next episode and we will have probably uh, covered or fixed that there. So I just want to cover that off the top of the show. Um, and as of right now, we do not know if we're going to be covering the show episode by episode. Um, ideally, we would like to, but I haven't gotten 100% response back from everyone, so I want to hear back from everyone um, before we decide to proceed episode by episode. Otherwise, maybe look for an episode 5 review and then a season finale of season 3 Westworld review. Um, so there'll definitely be at least... Um, a wrap-up of the season. So, um, this is 
the episode, let's see, Parse Domain, and I'm already sure that I've got that wrong because I'm not rehearsed in Latin, but you know what, forgive me, um, already said I'm gonna fuck some things up, so let's go ahead and start with the, the episode, um, Season 3, Episode 1, directed by Jonathan Nolan, once again, written by Lisa Joy, Jonathan Nolan. The cinematographer is the first, is the cinematographer from the first episode uh, of the series, Episode 1, Season 1, Episode 1, Paul Cameron, and uh, edited by Stephen Simmel. Um, this episode went over a little bit, an hour, about uh, 68 minutes, from what I can tell, and... Let me go by the synopsis. By now, I obviously expect you to have seen all of season two. So, and um, if you haven't seen any of season three, episode one at all, I will say they are trying to make this somewhat of a reboot when it comes to um, bringing a whole new atmosphere, kind of replacing not not exactly um, you know pushing away the story that we had watched the first two seasons but they really are trying to make a an effort to have an aesthetic difference from a visual standpoint and from the story standpoint i'm sure that the messaging is going to be uh a little bit different as well so i wouldn't entirely recommend jumping in this season um having not seen the first or second season i think that this is going to stand tall on those two seasons, but with an arm's length away, if you know what I mean. Like, I think this is going to have very much to do with what happened the first and second season, but I do feel like this is going to feel entirely, di- like, almost like an entirely different show. Now, with saying that, the way it starts, um, we're going to start talking about the plot here. I, I don't really give a spoiler alert for when we start talking about the plot of the episode, but this is when we're going to start talking about it. Um The plot of this third season, first episode, is taking residence in Neo-Los Angeles. Dolores develops a relationship with Caleb and comes to learn how artificial beings are treated in the real world. Well, that's kind of a broad term for the first episode, which is honestly... I don't know, that feels more of like a season-long arc than just a episode one arc. But yes, overall, it looks like that's what's probably going to happen between these two characters. Dolores, coming off of the uh, season two, from what I can remember and what I, I recapped at the last season a year and a half ago, um, I'll, I'll link all of the Westworld podcasts in the show notes. So if you can't remember exactly what's going on and if I recap it wrong of, uh, what happened in season two, forgive me because recalling what happened in season two is an utter nightmare. In my opinion, I, can anyone remember what happened a year and a half ago on Westworld? It felt like four different storylines happened and so many different things were juggling all over the place that, um, honestly, regurgitating it sounds uh, almost impossible. Um, But I think, long story short, Dolores was doing some body switching and she got off the island and now we are three... uh, Season three, episode one, takes place three months later after the the meltdown that happened at the Westworld facility. And um, 
we find we I, I believe we found out there's thing there was timelines there's about three different timelines going on in season two it all ended up relatively merging into one except for that one at the very end with uh william um, might have to come back to that on the separate episode episode because i don't think that william storyline is even touched in this episode so long story short dolores got off the island now she's on the mainland and she's going around trying to get access into what I believe is called the Rehobium. Rehobium? This is one of those words I'm going to fuck up multiple times, and I might need somebody to give me a pronunciation uh, chart. But um, Dolores is off of... She, Dolores is on the mainland, and in this episode, she's revisiting all of these um, people that have, uh, you know, access or have some sort of stake in this AI or company. And so let me uh, get a little bit of water real quick. So I can go over this episode in one of two ways real quick. Um, this will be covered by pros, cons, and then we'll go into the basics, kind of the same way we do like a movie. All right. Um, season three, episode one. Still one of the best-looking and sounding television shows out there. I think this looks like, just like, it, it looks better than the majority of movies being produced these days. Um, I do miss it in the way that it's shot. It's it's very slick. It looks, it's just beautiful. The cinematography, my goodness. Even not having them uh, shooty, shooting out in, like, the, the, the desert and the Grand Canyon and places like that, I just, um, I'm still very much uh, focused and gripped and entranced by the design that is happening on this entire uh, television show. It's, it's it's a beautiful television show. The music, uh, Ramon Jumani, um, you've heard me rave about him all three, all the first two seasons, so you don't need to hear me again um, come back, but he's coming back again. Um, the new tech and attire in this movie, in this, I can, I'm going to kind of call it a movie, in this television show is beautiful. And it looks realistic to what would actually happen in, let's just say, I think it's like 40, 50 years from when, from now. I think it's supposed to be around 2050 or something like that. The cons of this episode, I thought they were trying to hide that uh, the Francis character was... Um, was dead, and I'm glad that they ended up coming out and saying that he wasn't, or sorry, that he was, and that they're not going to leave that, you know, carrot dangling for the next, um, you know, three episodes. Um, the pacing in some areas for this, I felt like it could have been picked up, and I'm not sure if, if it's me personally. It, it could be me. I, I, I will say that, that if you hadn't just rewatched the first two seasons, it's very easy to be confused about who are these people that Dolores is re Dolores is revisiting. In some areas, they're they're you know you know hitting the audience over the head with saying, "Hey, it's been ninety days. Hey, it's been three months. Hey, it's been so and so long since the the accident." And so we're all trying to get on the same page about the timeline. So I think we're all on the same page about that. But when it comes to you know, the AI company's co-founder's son has the codes and Dolores is the one trying to, you know, squeeze the codes out of him. Although his security guy is trying to make sure that doesn't happen. 
and uh, Aaron Paul is going through these Grand Theft Auto-esque missions at night to make money for sick mother and also one of those missions has to do with an intertwining of uh, car and drugs that end up almost taking out Dolores but since she is a, a uh, since she is a I don't a host that the drugs are ineffective on her and um, she ends up taking out uh, the security head detail and ends up getting shot in the process fall and then Aaron Paul his name's Caleb ends up running into um, Dolores at one point at the very end of the show and um, that's how they're merging together and so throughout this episode uh, Caleb you just see him kind of going through day to day of you know wanting to not um, deal in this AI centric world he wants to deal with real people and one of the only real people in his life um, seemed to be his mother who was forgetting about him um, you know she has dementia I believe and it's kind of a cliche uh, trope when it comes to you know the the guy that has to go do underground bad you know crimes in order to make money for his uh, you know mother or family it makes him somewhat quote unquote instantly sympathetic but um, it, it does feel slightly of of a trope um, and right off the top before I go into too many details here's I'm I'm gonna label some uh some of my favorite podcasts that go into way more detail than I'm going to and probably will get some plot details and facts uh, correct where I might mess up. Um, and they're also a lot of fun to listen to. It's the Decoding Westworld podcast and uh, with David Chen, Joanna Robinson, and then Bald Move podcast. They're two podcasts and uh, post-show recaps. Three podcasts that uh, are a lot of fun to listen to as a follow-up to the television show. Helps explain the television show a little bit more. It might give you some uh, facts and opinions and predictions that I might not have myself. Um, and they're you know just interesting add-ons to go along with uh, the show if you have some time, some commuting time or whatever, some more listening time you want to check out some stuff. So um, I'll link those in the description as well. So let's go down a couple of the things that I was you know discussing about the television show, just about this specific episode. Um, let me see. The new introduction for season three is probably my favorite, although I need to go back on season one, season two. The, all of the seasons have a very um, cinematic, beautiful, uh, artistic ways of expressing um, AI to human or, you know, um, kind of like matrixes and just flipping them all together and becoming human kind of things. I, it's, it's a very, I, I don't want to say, Hey, this is a very cool thing, but it is a very, uh, visually interesting, um, intro as many, many, uh, as, as the other two are, um, the opening for Dolores getting revenge on that guy, pretty badass. not going to lie. Um, it, she has to shows her having total control of the AI house, which I think is really dope. The fact that, um, there has been, I, I've seen something similar to this in Mr. Robot and it can be horrifying to think about, um, a host 
uh, imagine your uh, quote unquote Amazon Alexa. Oh, whoops. Sorry. I'm sorry. I said that out loud. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, imagine that, you know, thinking you're evil or something like that or having like a vendetta against you. It's like that. It's like that to the nth degree. Um, yeah, we find out this uh, stockholder. He was also an abuser from earlier seasons and we see uh, earlier uh, from the first season. Um, and the glasses VR tech is pretty damn hor- horrifying. I mean, I've always thought that having VR tech glasses was going to be like the coolest thing ever. But if you take it to like the nth degree and you're seeing things you don't want to be seeing and like I'll maybe in the future I might have uh, contacts that show VR or uh, I think it's technically AR augmented reality where it uh, projects like a, a projectile in, in front of you. Like if I couldn't get those off my face, I'd be freaking out. I don't. I don't even know what I'd be doing. Um, let me see. Uh, oh yeah, so it shows the uh, stockholder's wife's death, and I believe it's. Imp- I don't know if it totally shows it or implies it that he did it, and it shows her um, in the pool as well, in the same fashion that he dies, sort of. But I mean, he she gets. She gets the upper hand and does the old switcheroo, flashes away from him, and uh, like a hologram. And this is the same sort of hologram technology we saw him talking to uh, an earlier stockholder or an earlier uh, guy he was talking to. Um, so, let's see. Aaron Paul is doing construction by day and shady stuff by night. And there's these flashbacks of... So, hold on, a couple things. Aaron Paul is waking up in the same position that uh, Dolores was waking up. Um, I will say Decoding Westworld caught that. And I'm not going to try to regurgitate too much of what they're saying. But um, I thought I was noticing the framing of the way the hosts were waking up, the way the camera is panning over them. Arm over the head, same thing. We, we, we're going to have to take in consideration that Caleb might, considering he was shot in the head, he might have... Um, become a host at some point and kid cuddy is alive in these flashbacks and i'm trying to figure out what is going on um later in the later in the show we find out that he was uh they were on some russian spec ops trip or something like that paul aaron paul got hit in the head and francis kid cud um was taken down and now they have created a host to call and talk to caleb um just as like a PTSD um, route. And so we find this out over the course of the episode. I thought that the conversations that Kid, Kid Cuddy or Francis was having with Caleb were a little stale and a little dry. And this explains everything. So they have a cool little caper with the Bluetooth diversion and the ATM robbery. And apparently, I had no idea that was Marshawn Lynch with that dope-ass t-shirt. Um, I didn't even recognize him. I don't know if it was the hair or something or what. And he was pretty funny as well. Um, let me see. That was a pretty dope-looking car um, that uh, Aaron Paul and them have to jump in, I believe. Or they throw the stuff in and it's, uh, uh, there's like glass doors and stuff. Very futuristic. 
The building Tessa Thompson is looking in is walking in is beautiful. I believe I heard it's an actual real building in Spain. I couldn't tell you what, exactly what it was, but Decoder Westworld tells tells it again. Um, Bernard has access to talk to himself to the sorry. Bernard is taking on another personality, and forgive me, I forgot his name. That he's Armand or something like that. He's going by the name something Danger Armand or whatever. And he's in China at this meat processing facility. And while he's there, he's able to do kind of the uh, the self-analyzing test that he was doing to Dolores in the first and second season, I believe. Um, you know, analyzing them. So he can analyze him, his, his Bernard personality, which is inside of him. So Bernard has like two personalities going on. You know, it's, it's, it's good and bad. And his Bernard isn't really his bad, but I would say it's more or less his, like, aggressive side. They'll, they'll fuck shit up. And later, we see what happens with that personality. Um, and yes, I do believe uh, Ar- Bernard is lying to wh- whoever Armand is, or whoever this new Arnold is. Um, uh, that was a pretty cool war- wardrobe change, I'll say, with... Uh, Dolores going into the dinner thing, and I was just like, who the hell is this guy that she's, like, talking to? What is going on? Um, let me see. Part of the uh, caper or whatever that Aaron Paul has to do is, uh, let me see, is take care of this one guy who's freaking out about shadow people of some sort. I'm sure this will come in a little bit later. A little bit of non-sexual male nudity going on at this museum that he's freaking out at. I was like, "What is what is going on?" Um, and I love uh, oh when when Marshawn Lynch is getting pushed around. He, he when he gets angry, the shirt changes to angry because it has all these different emotions that light up depending on what you know what's lit up. Um, but I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I love the geometric shapes and the cinematography and the places that um, Dolores is visiting. I, I believe it's the one, the dinners she's at. I mean, just the, just the set dressing and all of this looks so futuristic. Um, and did it say did did she just lease an apartment via voice? I was like, can she do that? Like, what what's going on? Um, and apparently Dolores can talk to almost all of she can talk to these dope ass looking motorcycles she can talk to cars she can she and it's all i assume wireless and she doesn't actually have to say it out loud but you know i i'm i'm still learning um bernard has like a, the red button of death which is the bernard button he turn can turn it on and turn it off and fucking whoop some ass in this uh poultry shop when they try to call him out and say oh we know exactly who you are and he's like you know what don't hurt him too bad bernard on <laughs> so it, it got pretty crazy when uh bernard uh turned turned flipped the switch Um, so there's a scene with Aaron Paul, uh, having to talk to, wanting to talk to a live person instead of a computer. And this is when we find out about Francis being dead and, uh, and he unsubscribes from that service. I, 
totally relate with that. I just had a terrible nightmare experience with FedEx recently and they, um, uh, nobody would answer where the hell my tracking package was. It just kept saying tracking, tracking, pending, tracking, pending for like five days. I finally got a hold of somebody and it would, you know, the, the 1-800 number would tell me your, your package is tracking and have a great day, and then the email would tell me your package is tracking, have a great day, and neither would give me the option to talk to anybody. So I can totally relate. Um, let me see. The Did the show imply that Francis might have had a relationship with uh, Caleb? I, I It said that they were kind of like friends, but they didn't say that they were like friendship. It was... It, Almost felt like more than that. I mean, y- y'all tell me what you think about that. Um, let's see. Dolores goes out stylishly with some dope ass action. Um, going back and rewatching some of season two, I felt like Dolores could take a lot more than a single bullet or two. I know that she had the drugs and whatnot in her, and I don't know if that matters. Probably not, but. I, I need to go back and rewatch season two to see how much she's affected by things. But I remember they're almost like super strong. I, at one point, I feel like I remember Dolores taking multiple bullets at one point or, or some of the hosts taking multiple bullets. I don't know. I got to check that out. Um, this let, let me um, this first episode of the third season is a fun introduction to Westworld. I think it was relatively and visually an amazing watch. I'd say some of the Dolores stuff was uh, a tad confusing with regards to the uh, John Gallagher Jr., um, Liam Dempsey character. Um, I didn't 100% understand that. I had this was the, all of everything I regurgitated was things I had learned after watching it two times and watching a pod, or listening to a podcast. So... I did think that they probably could have been a little bit more explicit, but, you know, we're still learning about all this new AI tech and whatnot. Um, We also get, uh, if you have not watched past the credits, I need y'all to watch past the credits. I know this is starting to be a horrible trend in television, and I don't see the reason for it. I mean... So there's a stinger scene at the end of this first episode. I don't. Did they ever do stinger scenes at the end of the first episodes of the other seasons? That I, I only remember them at the ending of the seasons, not the first, not the, not the beginning. So uh, of the seasons. So we get a stinger scene. Go back and watch it if you have not watched past the credits. You'll be able to see a stinger scene, and I'm giving you a little second to do that. Okay. So by now, I assume you've seen the the stinger, and it is. Maeve waking up in what looks like a World War II world, um, or what some people are calling Nazi world, and I did go back and try to re- rewatch a little bit of season two just to uh, kind of refresh my mind, and I do remember she's taken out at some point when she's trying to save all of the hosts, I think. And she's laying, from what I hear, she's laying on the beach and Felix and Sylvester probably pick her up and uh, fix her up. And somehow she ends up back in this world. And so the thing about Nazi world is a year and a half ago, I don't think that we took 
Nazis as seriously as we currently do. I mean, Michael Crichton, I don't know, I don't recall if he, I think he might have wrote something called Future World or something, and he's the writer of the original Westworld and and uh, all the other uh, seasons that are, they're, they're based off of it. Um, apparently, there's some sort of Nazi uh, World War world, and first of all, it, I don't know why anybody would ever want to go back to that. That just sounds horrible. Now, I did hear the the argument for wanting to go back and punch Nazis. I think you can do that without creating an entire world. <laughs> um, we're, we're already living in a pretty rough time as it is with the uh, COVID-19 taken down. And then, you know, everything else under the sun just uh, coming to a screeching halt. But overall, I had mixed feelings on uh, the Nazi world. I don't want to say I'm not excited for it because I really love the character of Maeve. I just was like, I kind of want to get her... I, I, I'm split between wanting to see more of the park, but not really wanting to spend time in this Nazi world. It's like, what is that good? Is that going to come from anything? And I just feel like it's going to be kind of a, a runaround of a plot for the first two or three episodes for Maeve, unfortunately. And then we're going to get her to meet up with Dolores. I wanted her to be out in the open experiencing life. I thought she had, I thought she was trying to like free her daughter at one point. I know that did her daughter make it to the robot forge heaven or whatever that was? I I need to go back and this is one of the things I'm not going to get a hundred percent correct on, but I, I remember that was a big thing at the end of season two and the brain balls. And so, um, are the brain balls that important? I, I'm pretty sure we've got the majority of them all locked down. Um, you know, Dolores is definitely, she was the one that, uh, so it was Dolores and she brought five brain balls, from what I can remember, which would be Bernard, uh, Tessa Thompson's character, Charlotte, Hale, and what do we? I uh, decoding Westworld had had different predictions than I did. Um, um, Maeve's second girl. I I, I don't want to look on the cast to see who is actually coming up on the rest of the season, so um, I'm trying not to do too many of those. Um, uh, Rose, was her name Rose? What the hell was her name? Maeve's secondary girl at, in the saloon. I think possibly might be her. Um, and I think Teddy is definitely robot heaven. And when you're robot heaven, evidently you don't come back from what the directors and writers are saying. So I think we have relatively, what is that? Bernard. Wait. Maeve didn't get out of the park, so it's not Maeve's. It was probably Bernard, Charlotte. I'm just going to put Dolores in there. I don't know how... There's got to be other... There's got to be someone else other than Dolores because she was the one that brought him out. Um, oh, her pops. Dolores' pops. Um, let me see. Anybody's brain ball. I mean, there's two more that would be... That would be, did Will, did Will have a brain ball? I know that there was this weird rule of like the host have brain balls and then somehow the, the park individuals, people visiting the park were having their memory erased or not erased, but they was having it um, transferred onto a brain ball, I believe. And maybe Will has one. So that might be another. Um, and 
who am I? I've maybe it's not five brain balls. Maybe it's only four brain balls. But anyways, um, we got to keep an eye out for the brain balls. <laughs> um, that's the real thing. Uh, let's see. All right. Um, let me see. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening, watching the Westworld season three, episode one review. We could not do it without you. Um, let me pull out the rest of the show notes for the end of the podcast. I don't know why I don't have that open. So for additional comments, questions, concerns, or if you want to uh, advertise on the podcast, please email the lucky doll podcast at gmail.com. Twitter, lucky doll podcast, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, discord links are down below. We are on all the social medias. Um, available find us on your favorite podcast provider and um if you want these podcasts early subscribe on youtube and you'll get them before they drop generally on tuesdays um we re we review televisions movies talk about media we have something called the aftercast where it's behind the scenes of what's happening um, generally non-movie related or uh, what's happening behind the scenes of the Lucky Dog Podcast. So, um, thank you for listening and watching Lucky Dog Podcast. We could not do it without you. Five stars, thumbs up, whatever you gotta do, subscribe. Thank you, and take it easy.